0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. He
2: takes everybody up. Messi has got it!
1: From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. Two, nail, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimović's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's hand-of-God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the California Golden Bearcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This episode is presented by Bet Online, but we'll tell you about that later. Uh, to get started, I'm one of your co-hosts, Rob Hong. Alongside with me is one of my best friends, Andy. Andy, how are you doing?
2: Yo, yo. Doing all right. Uh,
3: this was a uh, emergency podcast to a certain degree after all this news that dropped over what the weekend, right? Um, so yeah, let me uh, let me run you through basically everything that happened. So Saturday, news drops on the LA Times the that Under Armour tells UCLA it wants to end its deal with the school. This is by Ben Bolch, one of the staff writers there. Um, just to read you a little clip, Under Armour has informed UCLA that it wants to terminate the record-setting $280 million deal that a par- apparel giant signed with the school in 2016, a potential financial blow that the Bruins intended to fight. UCLA puts out a statement saying Under Armour has recently made the difficult decision to discontinue our partnership with UCLA as we have been paying for marketing benefits that we have not received for an extended period of time. The agreement allows us to terminate in such an event, and we are exercising that right. UCLA Athletic Director Dan Guerrero, who is leaving the school, by the way, um, I believe at the end of last week or end of this upcoming week, um, said... In a statement, we are exploring all of our options to resist under Armour's actions and we'll share more information as we can. Guerrero wrote, we want to assure you that UCLA Athletics remains committed to providing our hardworking staff and student athletes with the footwear, apparel and equipment needed to train and compete at the highest level. After that, we get a tweet. So there's frantics happening about is this happening just to UCLA or to Cal and all that. Michael J or sorry Michael Smith of the Sports Business Journal tweets out or uh, quote tweets Ben Bolch's tweet about his article and he writes Under Armour way overpaid UCLA now looking for escape hearing the same thing at Cal another head scratching UA deal. Then people on Twitter of course takes the internet and searches the Under Armour's website and finds that UCLA and Cal has been scrubbed from the website not a single item logos nothing you can't find anything there. Then for right for California on our official Twitter, we get a tweet from, uh, M Hightower. Uh, he says he is a Cal Rex sports employee. And he wrote to us saying as a Cal Rec sports employee, we have, a, we have had a UA discount since they signed the deal. Just check the app and I am no longer getting the discount followed by on Sunday. We got an official Cal Athletics statement, um, Saying, while we understand that we are in challenging times, we have been and remain committed to our partnership with Under Armour. We are confident that we will we are fulfilling the terms of our agreement and that Under Armour does not have grounds for termination. We know that UA has been put years into building its college business, and we have done and will continue to do everything in our power to help them succeed. Cal Athletics remains steadfast in its commitment to support its student-athletes with the apparel and footwear, footwear they need to train, compete, and succeed in their chosen athletic field. That was Sunday. Then... Yesterday, as we think that this is just going to go over smoothly, of course not. Darren Rovell, uh, I believe he is now with uh, the Action Network, uh, a sports betting news and and analysis website. He tweets out last night, which put Cal... Twitter into a frenzy he tweeted Under Armour pulling out of its deal with Cal is going to be complicated by the fact that the deal a 10-year 86 million dollar deal made in 2016 was wait for it never signed by both parties that's Tuesday and today is Wednesday Andy I need your thoughts of what you went through and everything that occurred here despite the fact that you're taking a break off of Twitter and I had to text you all of these details.
2: What a world I was living in. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. What a week, uh, what a couple of weeks I chose to stop being on Twitter and now all this happens. And it's like, I, I think I missed one of those Twitter days, I'm sure yesterday, but what a whirlwind. First, we were talking about it and we're like, okay, I think we can realistically expect that Cal will lean into a contract and be like, no, we've met or, you know, most, I mean, for f- football's sake, I feel like we've done a good job of holding up our end of the bargain and definitely with our non, uh, you know, money sports, but then basketball, oof, awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so as I sort of said, I thought the easiest path out of this was probably a path of sticking with Under Armour versus going anywhere else. Uh, but with the news that Mr. Mike Williams got, let's just take a minute to appreciate that this is not the first time that Mike Williams has left a deal like not finalized by signature because flashback, Kwanzo's deal was never or was in what the pre-contract stages. And w- yeah, so it was like a pre-agreement that was signed, but the actual contract
3: was never signed.
2: So the actual contract was never signed. So like this is a thing that Mike Williams does, and I don't get it. <laughs> He's from a finance background; it just doesn't line up, and so it's confusing on that end. I don't blame Knowlton as much as some of some comments where it was like, "How does Knowlton not know about this?" Probably because. He came in under the assumption that someone had signed it. I think it's a pretty solid assumption that <laughs> you might have. And yeah, that's not that's not something that you're
3: going to walk into the office and be like, "Can I get all of the documents? I want to see if they're signed properly." Yeah. Like that's not one of your things you're going to do for any job.
2: Let me just uh, first order of business. Let me just double check the, you know, the Under Armour agreement. Make sure that we've signed it. You know, for eighty-six million dollars. <laughs> Oh boy. I don't know if that puts us in a better position. I'm pretty sure it puts us in a worse position legally. Under Armour is already in a terrible position as a business. Um, so they're in, in significant trouble. Uh, and you know, from what I've heard, they're trying to pull out of all of their collegiate deals now. So it's not just Cal and UCLA, but every single one. Um and somehow the Bears of all the schools of all the publicly reported deals were like second highest on the list. It's UCLA and then Cal. (laughs) Oh
3: man. Out of the out of the public schools.
2: Yes, yes. Out of the public schools. Because Northwestern, Notre Dame, like it's probably more. But like Yeah. Yeah. It's um
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're in the top four though. We topped Auburn.
2: Mm -hmm. Interesting. We beat Auburn. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, also, like, it's hard not to feel like we sort of were let down. In, I mean, we, we will always play the, okay, you know, this is the life of a Cal fan. But it's hard not to feel like we were, we were not let down by some of this deal, too, right? Because they're like, oh, we're going to make Cal, you know, the focus of our West Coast. We're going to open up a store on campus. We're going to invest in things beyond the gridiron you know we're going to invest in things beyond money sports and they really didn't follow through on any of that and so much so that when they finally produce a good basketball jersey i go to the stadium rob texts me hey can you buy me one of those i say sure no problem and i go and ask and they said oh actually under armor only sends us like two jerseys a year and that's all we can sell and so we'll never sell these okay like what in the hell (laughs) so it's not as though this is necessarily bad news either but what do you? What are your thoughts? I mean, I
3: mean, look, just looking at a just the financial standpoint of this, eight point six million dollars a year, right? That's the current deal that we're under, um, and I believe it's like I think it's like you know a little over four million, and a little over little over four million, I think, is in um, actual goods, and then a little over three million is in cash. Like that's what we're getting. Compare that. To what we had with Nike, which was I believe, one hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash and two million dollars in product, and that was in the final year of our deal in twenty sixteen. Before we jump ship to Under Armour, and yeah, Under Armour's deal gets us four point eight million dollars in equipment and shoes and three point five million dollars in cash. If we if if we step away from this deal with not getting a single penny, we're not getting. Any deal close to this on the open market, particularly even in this economy, which is even worse. Um, so, yeah, we need to lawyer up the hell out of this. Um, and Darren Rovell, who actually wrote a really good article about UCLA and Under Armour and if they're going to get out of this like free, like. The with all of the details like in court, it's going to be so like it's it's going to be just a rock fight, right? It's going to be Under Armour trying not to pay anything, Cal trying to make sure they pay everything. Um all under the all under of course the circumstance that we haven't signed a contract. So yeah, I'm fully with you. Like Under Armour has severely under like done for us compared to what they said initially. And it's just hilarious looking back at the photos of like Kevin Plank, who's no longer the CEO of Under Armour now by the way. Um, and Mike Williams, like holding that Jersey up at Memorial, like, you know, shaking hands. And it's like, well, what were you guys doing? If you guys weren't signing the <laughs> official contract in person on campus? Like what <laughs> were you just, here? did you literally fly in just for a photo op? Is that pretty much that's, that's what he came for. Um, and then of course they're like, yeah, we're going to make you the flagship university. And the week later they, they sign UCLA to a deal. That's worth like what two, three times more than than what we were getting. Um so yeah, it's it's just it's just bad But it's just not good faith in my opinion. And for them to pull it like this and for it to be this public without them, you know, maybe even going to those universities in good faith, being like, hey guys, look, we're we're in a bad place financially. We're not gonna be able to make these payments. Let's figure out some way to either like get a buyout for you guys or to like lower the payments or stretch it out. Like do something. Uh, But it just like officially just happened. Um, And now, you know, it's they're trying to push it as the what's it the force majeure, right? Like the just the circumstance beyond control. And that's kind of the the talk that everyone was having right now is like did Under Armour tell the universities like at the hundredth day of this unforeseen circumstance with everything closed? And that's like the point of emphasis they're gonna use and they're like that's like their legal found foundation, right? It's like their pillar of what they're gonna to argue to get out of this deal. So But it's gonna be a rock fight. <laughs> like like I don't see this going any other way. And we who knows how long this is gonna take. But it did seem like Under Armour wants out of this deal like immediately, right? Like that's kind of the they want like this deal to be effective immediately. Um so yeah, I don't know what what's what are your thoughts about like the like the timeline or foreseeable outcome for this?
2: I think Buster just made his first debut on the podcast. By the way, I did, I did hear him, <laughs> and he still is. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's really eager to talk about this. I think that um, if I'm Under Armour, I'm probably just observing a hundred day clause if it's actually in the contract and not reminding Cal, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying that I would do that. I think that's pretty bad practice, but you you have to put yourself in the position of a member of that company, especially from a financial lens. We have this clause. We have an unprecedented hit to our business. We've had to shut down all of our stores, you know uh, everything is down. No one's buying. there's no sports on the horizon whatsoever. when they try and, teams try and come back, they're contracting coronavirus. Um, and so the outlook of paying, you know Cal's 8 million wait, wait, so we got to imagine that's three you know, 30 million to UCLA maybe. Right, uh, maybe less than you know, we yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If I'm like, okay, how do I get thirty-eight million dollars off my? I, they reported a five hundred and thirty million dollar loss in Q1, right? This year. Yep. I mean, you're losing half a billion dollars in I, three yeah, months. Yeah, I think their
3: shares are what their shares are selling at under ten dollars a share. Yeah.
2: So. So yeah. They're in a lot of trouble from a business perspective and have been. And so I think like when you think about the risk mitigation, when we signed with Under Armour, it wasn't very soon after that when there were uh, rumblings about Under Armour's financial position and that it was, you know, kind of not necessarily the best deal. And now I think, yeah, this just kind of forced that. But I mean, I remember hearing about this one or two years ago, it was like, yeah, Under Armour is like kind of in this weird place and maybe they're going to cut out their college stuff. So it's not like this was totally off the radar, but I'm sure the university, I'm sure this comes as a surprise. It definitely comes as a surprise. UCLA, I'm sure it comes as a surprise. To us. Yeah. Then you have the additional surprise of the like no sign deal. Um, <laughs> and it's a bummer because I think that you know if we had a team play this year, which I still don't think is going to happen, But if we did have football play this year, it's probably one of our the years when Under Armour is going to get the most bang for their buck. (laughs) So yeah, I
3: mean, just this is an article on UCLA's scout or two four seven page, and in the article, the intro starts like this: "It's a bad break for UCLA among." Among other ill-timed inconveniences, it throws in the question, what branded gear UCLA would wear in the upcoming school year? Of course, that is if any games are played at all, of course. From what we've heard, it's unlikely that UCLA comes to a temporary agreement with Under Armour to outfit UCLA for the fall season. The Under Armour ship has sailed, or more appropriately, sunk. If that's also the case with Cal... Oh, <laughs> uh, that means like you have to scramble... To, to work on this, to work on the legal side of this while trying to get another athletic apparel deal done, plus on top of that, trying to get that apparel brand to get you the necessary stuff before the start, the quote unquote start of this like upcoming academic year. Like that's a lot of work over just what, like a three, <laughs> this happened over like a four day span. Um. So I guess I mean we can talk about these details later when we have more details to talk about. But let's 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 move forward a little bit. If the rumors are true, and all this is really happening, and we're not going back to Under Armour, and we have to move on, um, who would you like to see us sign? With? Because we have what Adidas, Jordan Brand, Nike, other. We put out a. Uh, tweet poll and we have it at 300 people have voted so far 22% 22.7% have said adidas 32.3% has said jordan brand 36% has said nike and 9% has said other what's what's your preference here Andy? there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners betonline.ag Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all of UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and props bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word. Blue Wire, Bet Online, your online wagering experts.
2: I personally would like to see them sign with Adidas, but I, I think the point that you brought up earlier is really strong. Is that like if Cal has to go out and try to renegotiate re-negoti- an initial athletic deal? with an adidas or a nike or jordan brand or whoever now i mean how bad of a deal this gal can get (laughs) it's gonna be terrible you can't even guarantee that there's gonna be a product for them to invest in so it would be like the conditionals would probably be insane so i don't even know um i guess adidas i would think some really dope adidas shoes would be a nice change of pace for us. Um, I think Adidas has done an all right job with like college programs. Like they have cool stuff. I I'm hesitant to go back to Nike because then we become just the baby, you know, the baby brother to Oregon all the time. And we're like the ugly child. And I did really didn't like that dynamic with Nike in, uh, in the past. And obviously, I mean, we were getting paid nothing. So that's sort of why I would lean to a non- a non-Nike direction, despite the fact that I'm a big Nike supporter. What about you? I totally agree. I think Nike,
3: we can't go crawling back to Nike after four years. (laughs) Um, I think it's one of those that I think you have to to try and at least get Nike to the negotiating table to get yourself the best deal. Uh, But I think Adidas is definitely the way to go. And I talked to one of my buddies who's in uh, this industry and basically from our DMs, he's basically saying, You know, um, Adidas, Reebok, Nike probably have really good turnaround factories where they could do like a generic color and and pump out these uniforms um, or like necessary goods for you on the short term. Um, Like, let me just read you something from what he said. He said, uh, you know, UA does a really poor job of being prepared for COVID-19 plus everything else. Um, And he says, I don't think UA's direct to consumer business is all that robust um, they depend heavily on wholesalers like Foot Locker, Dick's Sporting Goods. Nike and Adidas do too, but their direct-to-consumer business, Nike.com, Nike stores, is really strong and they can react quickly. UA product has been weak for a long time except for Steph's shoes, even though no one really is wearing those anymore. The other secret of the industry is that Nike and Adidas is mainly propped up by, the sports, by sportswear, meaning non-performance product, and UA is awful at that, no heritage product, whereas Nike and Adidas excel at that. Um, mainly nike sportswear and adidas originals um his thing is that nike or adidas nike reebok have a quick turnaround factory where they could do generic stuff he doesn't know about nike um but yeah just getting off the shelf stuff uh would you'd have to turn it around quickly but here's the thing that i that was a big thing from what he said is that you could get all off-the-shelf stuff uh, from them, like and print cow logos on it for like duffel bags, backpacks, jerseys, whatnot, but. Would Nike, Jordan, Reebok, Adidas even want to pick us up right now? Because most companies' marketing budgets are already cut for fiscal year 21 and mostly allocated. Nike's fiscal year is from June to May. If I was in the sports marketing department, I don't know where I'd find an extra million dollars, especially for a season that might not happen. And honestly, I would try to find money for UCLA, who is still nationally visible, where we're going to be competing with them directly for sponsorship cash. And that that makes perfect sense, right? Um, Just from... Just from simple business practices, like it makes perfect sense that's the case so yeah the like the 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 picture perfect version of this is that we get a hefty buyout from u a and we we're using that money to offset whatever crappy deal we're gonna have to sign with an apparel company, let's say we sign with Adidas for like a two year deal, and then from there we renegotiate another you know bigger deal um after the economy is somewhat back to normal but yeah, I don't I don't know where we're gonna get that money. I mean, do we like how far down the rung do you go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like do you do you go man, do you just say like yeah, Adidas, like we'll we'll even pay you, just get us our equipment as soon as possible. Like I don't I know.
2: Think, yeah, you just protect yourself for this one year. Kind of make the bet that by next season things will go back to normal. Right. So bet on yeah, you just have a one year bridge
3: i think also and i i think you can attest to this too is uh from your experience with the team i believe athletic equipment comes in the year like the summer before like you know early right so the team should all the teams should technically have all of their new equipment for this upcoming year already because they've already planned and have been printing and and making those things for the last year right
2: yeah you get all the new apparel by fall camp uh, so it usually comes in right about now, but we don't know where that stands, and so we don't have insight into that. If we have that, then you know this is probably not more of a non-issue than anything else, and it's just like then Cal can focus on. Yeah, you going just rip court. off. You don't even have to worry about a supplier. You just yeah. yeah. You just Under rip armor, off the yeah. Under
3: Armour sign on all of your jerseys and stuff, right? And you just use the equipment.
2: That's I don't cool. know. I don't know if you'd have to like leave it on or if, if you could go once non-sponsored, but yeah i mean that in some ways that would be kind of cool right i I would get one of those jerseys that'd be sick (laughs) but yeah i mean adidas is really like i was looking at the percentage kind of worn by uh football teams and it's like nike uh, i mean it's definitely a nike monopoly i think they have 64 percent of power five teams this was a 2019 edition so it's a little old adidas 18.5%, and then Under Armour was 16.9%, and then Florida wears Jordan brand, but uh, yeah, I I don't know, you basically just need to cover your bases for a season, Uh, a season that very well won't happen, and then from there, you know hopefully we're able to leverage all of the good progress into somebody betting on cal like the thing about the ucla statement is like i still don't get why people like ucla that much from an investment standpoint the freaking field is so far away from the university that they have to bus their students there in a school bus in a yellow school bus that's how you get to the games as a student It's way less fun than the atmosphere that you have at Cal. And so I understand UCLA has this, like, wider recognition because of the years that Wooden put in from a basketball perspective. But solely on football, why in the world is UCLA getting any attention right now? Cal is way better set up, way better set up for success from a football perspective. And
3: we've been better, like, on average over the last seven years, too. So, you know... I mean, yeah, it's definitely something that we need to keep notice uh, over the next couple of weeks. And we'll we'll pod more as we figure out more of our details. But um, we kind of wanted this to be a short podcast, just a quick hitter. But, I mean, some people sent in questions and comments. So I'm just going to read through and I can get – so I want to get your uh, your quick hits, Andy. Uh, Terrence tweeted at us saying, I think we should get as much money from UA and the product for 2021 and hopefully brand sports marketing budgets will come around in 2021, 2022. I think that's pretty much – Spot on, right? That's that's you have to go that route, yeah. Matt Foley tweets at us and it says, "I like to say stripe and Cal has just gone through two rebrandings in a short period of time. They don't need another." Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on this?
2: All the gear. I mean, I was just thinking, like, thank goodness I bought that Premier Deshaun Jackson jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that jersey. I love all the Under Armour jerseys. I'm genuinely sad. Like, I think the brand direction was really strong. I think the players liked it a lot. They seemed really excited. The the color combinations were sick. I agree. Like, I wouldn't want to have to see another one. But, you know, in some ways, it's fun to see what designers can think of and do. Um, you know, with a new opportunity, but I don't, that's the thing. I don't think someone's going to come in here, invest that money in having someone go through a full brand, like a full rollout. I, I just not in this. It can't in none, this COVID world is that going to happen. So we're probably looking if that were going to happen, not going to happen for another year. And so at that point, what are you saying? Like that was five years ago. So, or like at that point in time. So yeah, like, that's not going to be too soon or anything like that. but It it won't be like, I'd be shocked if Cal all of a sudden was like wearing totally different looking stuff and having a full brand roll out by the full
3: Yeah. I mean, if you go back to Nike, Nike owns like all of the stuff in terms of design that they used for us over the last, however many years before we switched to Under Armour. Um, so we wouldn't re- necessarily be going to rebranding. We would just be reusing all of those assets, um, but the Sather stripe thing, yeah, I think was a really nice touch and I hope we get to keep that, but I doubt it. Um next moving on, uh Will on Twitter says Beast Mode, let's do it. That would be pretty interesting, right, if we were to sign with Beast Mode cuz I know like if you go to the Beast Mode online store, they do like team apparel, like for like 7 on 7 teams and pee-wee, peewee teams, like and they have, you know, all of the all of the shirts, pants, and all that stuff. Like how cool would it be to like you know, get Marshawn's you know, and it's like with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything to support like a local black business and to have that as like your, you know, your one year off um, athletic provider.
2: I mean, you know, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome.
3: That'd be such a good marketing like thing. It'd be an, it'd be awesome. Uh, Scott Morita tweets at us, it'd be interesting to know the difference between in revenue generation for Nike and UA while sponsoring Cal Athletics. I feel like the Nike branded gear sold more apparel repair- dollars due to better design. I think we need the revenue from UA, so I would enforce the contract. Anything to say on that?
2: Nike gear was significantly cheaper. So yeah. if you look at the price point, they consistently had clearance sales. You could buy t-shirts for like seven fifty, five dollars. Like it was crazy those end-of-the-year sales. Whereas UA never wanted to see their product discounted in the same regard. And even during COVID, I think the, the jersey price is the lowest I saw It was like $51. So I think that the price point probably played a significant role in that. And then, yeah, we've pretty much been mediocre ever since we signed with Under Armour, too. So it's not like they ever saw the, the peak that Nike got with us in the mid to late 2000s. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to stay in the deal. Obviously, it's way better for the university. Our budgets are balanced or were balanced from an athletic department for the first time in forever. So I'm I'm way down to stay in it. Yeah, I'm
3: totally down to stay in it too, but it's just seeming like Under Armour does not want to stay in this deal. So um, here's the last question on that is uh, from MB, MVP, MV Pascal. Um, how much does athletic brand affect recruiting? Specifically, how much does the look... "Quote unquote, the look mattered to high school athletes. Did Oregon's uni- uh, uniform style uh, play a part in their evolution as a football program, or was it 100% Chip? Secondary question is: Add white helmets, more Joe Roth unis. Should we modernize more?
2: Of course, it played an impact in Oregon's <laughs> rise, uh, amongst other things like the you know investments that Phil Knight made in facilities had a massive impact in that. And do, I mean, you'd have to ask a high schooler, but if I were to guess that high schoolers are spending most of their time filming selfies of them on, (laughs) this is going to sound so, ah, man, I'm old. This is, but filming selfies for TikTok videos, like, yeah, it matters what you wear. Like people, but players love that they get so hyped, wear specific uniforms. And so Oregon having different uniforms every single week. Yeah. That attracts, it gets people attracted. I don't think it might not be the reason why you specifically choose a program. I'm going to choose this program because they have dope uniforms. Otherwise, in my opinion, people would have been going to Maryland. <laughs> but that's controversial. Um, I mean, here's a here's a message I got from one of the people I know on the football
3: team, and we were talking about this. It says this would be so big big time for recruiting. Like, if they were to change to like let's say Nike or Jordan, um, they would get more kids than be this would get more kids than being the number 1 public university like it it just it just goes to show that you know um people or kids at that age like what you wear is huge and just think about it if you're if you're a high school kid and you go to this university and you're getting you know Andy, you've gotten a, you were with the team, like you know how much free stuff they get. Like imagine getting all that free stuff and you had the option of picking all this free stuff in Nike, in Under Armour, or Adidas. Like I'm 99% sure Under Armour would be last on that list to the majority of kids like within like the the modern times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing Cal branded Nike shorts right now. (laughs) I'm wearing
3: a Jordan. I'm wearing a Jordan Cal shirt right now too.
2: Dude, my Jordan Cal shoes are the tightest shoes ever made. <laughs> those 31s are so nice.
3: Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Add white helmets, more Joe, Roth, more Joe Roth unis? Are you down for that?
2: I don't know. Like, the Joe Roth unis always look a little too much. Like, I'm so close to buying one of those jerseys, but then I just think it looks like, like a UCLA jersey, and so I, I don't buy it. I, I, people really like those, but do you ruin it if you have it more than once a year? Maybe it's like your favorite restaurant. If you go there four times a week, it stops becoming your favorite restaurant. So I don't know. I'm a, I am mean, white helmets would be cool. I like those.
3: I'm basically whatever is, whatever is the norm to entice more kids to come to Cal. Like I, it doesn't need to be aesthetically pleasing to me. Would I like it to be aesthetic pleasing to me? Sure. But if the on-field product and the higher level recruits want to come, just if we change one thing or if we have white helmets do it just do it that's my take um and we have a couple questions about recruiting um but i mean we can get into another recruiting pod later uh, but yeah i think that's gonna do it for today um andy let it let them know where they can find you
2: <laughs> although technically you're off of twitter right now you can't find me anywhere our quick hits portion was brought to you by Bet Online, <laughs> or was it? <laughs> uh, you can still find me on Twitter at Andy Yeah, Andy's
3: uh, Andy's still putting out like highlight reels from his uh, Apex Legends <laughs> place, and he's technically
2: off of Twitter, so it's true. But I don't have to log on to Twitter to do that. True. So yes, yeah, so you guys can enjoy that wonderful content. Um, and then besides that, at Right California. Go there, read the content. It's great writers, great stuff. You can find the rest of our stuff at Golden Bearcast on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to our podcast, you already
3: found us. And you can find um, all our written stuff at recsullivan. You can find me on Twitter at rob eleven and you can find Andy at Andy J And with that, it's a wrap. Uh, thanks for listening to the Golden Bearcast, cast part of the Blue cool Wire Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Go Bears!
1: There